greeting, gre gre greetings, <laughs> greetings and salutations. Um, hello, welcome to Aggravated Knees. This is my podcast. Um, uh, my name is YB. Um, I've wanted to have a podcast for a long time and I'm very excited about this, but I've tried to re-record this intro. I've gotten stuck on the intro. Um, this is the ninth time. Uh, take number nine. Hopefully this is the one that you are hearing. Um, I don't think somebody with anxiety should have a podcast if they don't know how to talk about things. And if they mess up, they just want to restart, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to hope for the best. And yeah, so I have a couple ideas of what, about of what I want to talk about, but uh, it's not like an extensive list. It's literally two things because um, how I kind of want this podcast to go is I'm your annoying friend, your annoying Leo friend. Um, <laughs> there's Leo three times in my chart, maybe four. Uh, so I'm your annoying Leo friend. Um, I'm going on tangents and I'm not letting you get a word in edgewise. So <laughs> that's the theme of this podcast. I'm going to talk about whatever I want every episode. I'm not going to set myself to a certain genre um, because I think that my ideas are interesting enough to where I can just talk about them whenever I want. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to have a posting schedule uh, since this is the first episode. You know, this is just kind of playing around. Um, this is just going to be me playing around, figuring out what's best and Hopefully, we will grow together along the way and figure this out because I am not super well articulated in my personal opinion. Um, yeah, that's that's my little spiel. Um, so, you're on video call with your friend who's not letting you get a word in edgewise going on tangents. Um, I will say that I am expecting a lot of my tangents to be mental health and queer centric as a very annoyed um, queer person who has um, a history of mental health issues um, because there is a lot of issues that just piss me off that I just feel like aren't enough to like really do something about it. I just I I feel like I don't I can't really do anything about it other than talk about it when it's appropriate. And I think it's appropriate considering there's no really ideal setup for a podcast because everyone is individual. And that's what I really like about podcasts is it's just somebody being themselves most of the time, very authentically, you know, just setting up a microphone and doing what feels right. Um, so yeah, I don't really like scripted podcasts. I find that they're a little long and boring and lethargic. I think that's the right word. <laughs> think that's the right use of lethargic. Uh, a little fun fact about me, um, if you don't already know me a little bit um, from social media, if you've just found this from something else or you just don't know, um, is that I am an, award, an award-winning poet. I have won, I think, around eight contests, um, which isn't a lot to some people, but I am also 15 and I started, uh, I want to say, a year and a half ago uh, for publishing the contests I've been writing my whole life. Um, but I, for a writer, I don't really have a good grasp on the English language. <laughs> oh my god, I was on NPR once, um, a branch of NPR, Seattle's branch, branch of NPR, K-U-O-W, for Valentine's Day uh, last year. <laughs> and it, the funny thing is, it's my, 
it's like my biggest accomplishment it's my biggest flex but I don't really tell people about it anymore because what happened is I wrote the poem that I used in it uh for my (laughs) ex-boyfriend it was also a photography thing so I um I submitted a photo of him so it's literally all about him and it's a good poem and I'm actually really proud of it but it's like (laughs) I don't think I don't know if like I I feel like if I try to flex that to someone they're gonna think I still have feelings for him um which I don't I very much don't we've we've been separated for like a year almost a year uh regardless this podcast is not about my (laughs) ex-boyfriend this podcast is not about him this podcast is about whatever I want it to be about so it could be about him potentially sometimes um I don't I feel like there's not really a lot to talk about there we dated for a while but uh I want to say like a good chunk I mean considering how old I am but um I don't know there's just it was very I don't know we didn't do a lot um which is like cool whatever but (laughs) it's not much to talk about um if I wanted to talk about it because <laughs> I don't want to like shit talk him on the internet. Like I don't, we don't, ha- we don't really have a lot of issues. It's just like you know, we we moved on from the issues we did have. But like the the only thing really interesting that happened in a relationship was our issues, which is not appropriate to air out on the internet. So <laughs> okay, why am I laughing about this? This isn't weird. This isn't very funny. I'm five minutes in. Shit. Okay, so. The tangents I have written down um, in my notes for the things I did write down, because, um, like, I don't really have a set idea of what I want to talk about, because I usually end up, um, when I have set up ideas, you know, I go on tangents for too long and I forget. That's my tangent about that. Um, so, I was talking to my sibling earlier today. Uh, we were walking down the street and we were talking about gender and sexuality and stuff like that, um, and just how straight people see it so black and white. Um, and I think that it's, it's not even like a spectrum of color. That's, I don't like that ideal, not ideology. I don't like that, um, analogy, like analogy, analogy. (laughs) I don't like the analogy that it's like a color, like the rainbow flag. It's like, it's a rainbow of expression. Um, so I made up an ideology and I tangented, tangented about it to them. And I think they're really funny. So here's my gender, um, my gender tangent about how I view gender. I think that society puts so much pressure on gender. I think it's stupid. I think it's useless. I think that it's very much social constructy because, um, you know, biological sex is obviously in existence. But when you think about it, gender, you know, we put words to um, how we view people um, gender wise. We put pronouns to it, you know, and we just like created these really toxic ideals. And I think that it's really not that complicated. I think that people exist and I think everybody exists very differently. So I don't think gender is a very like fair thing (laughs) to put on somebody. Um, yeah, I don't know. So here my tangent, I didn't even do my tangent. My tangent about it was that gender is like accessories. I think that society views gender as pants. I think most of society views it as pants. So let's say you're walking outside because gender is very, you know, it's as present. It's very much for presentation for most of it. Um, you know, when you're sitting alone, you don't really think about it, but when you're in public, you think about it a lot more than you would. Um, so gender uses the pants. When you go outside, you need pants or some form of pants, skirts, shorts, whatever. You need something there to, 
um, keep you like presentable and you know not breaking public decency laws <laughs> but i think the gender is very much not like that because i think it changes a lot for people especially young people like myself i think that my identity has changed and shaped a lot um in the last couple of years of existing as a teenager i think high school is a big impact on somebody's gender identity i think where people go to high school is another big impact on that and i think that um i think that pushing gender on teenagers is very not problematic i wouldn't say problematic i would say stressful and unneeded because you you're saying they need to be pants <laughs> or whatever skirt pants whatever you're saying that they need to do this they need to wear this thing and it always needs to be that way but i think gender is more like excess accessories accessorization so let's say um being a girl would be um a pair of glasses and being a guy would be um a ring and then you know being non-binary would be a hat um and everything in between was a different accessory you don't need to accessorize every day you don't need an explanation you can put on whatever accessory you want whenever you can put on multiple accessories if you want to wear a hat and sunglasses fuck and a ring that's okay like if you want to wear nothing if you don't want to wear a ring or a hat or glasses that's fine because you're not breaking people's like <laughs> you're not making you shouldn't be making it shouldn't be making people uncomfortable because gender is not pants if you walk outside without pants you're going to be looked at funny. You're going to be judged. But I don't think it should be that way. I think that it should be accessories. I think that if you wear a hat, it's fine. You know, people don't look at you crazy if you wear a hat. People don't look at you crazy if you wear sunglasses and rings. People don't look at you crazy if you wear three all the time. But people look at you crazy if you're not wearing pants or if you're wearing a different kind of pants or ripped up pants in some places, you know? So it's it just feels unfair to, to like, assume that everybody just is a pair of pants and they can't be anything else they can't be a hat they can't be sunglasses they can't be a ring it does not feel fair especially i don't know if it's just as how i view <laughs> i don't know if that's just how i view it as a trans person but i think that everyone should view it that way because i don't really like that most cis people take so much pride in their gender like Yes, that's a part of somebody, but it's, you don't need to be super duper proud of it. Like, don't hide yourself, but also, you know, you shouldn't be super duper impressed or proud of the fact that you're male or female or non-binary. It's just a part of you. It doesn't need, like, it's different when you're trans, if you're having pride, that's different. But if you're a cisgendered guy and you are so excited to tell every single person you're a guy, it just doesn't really make sense. Like, I understand it it's a little bit different with trans people. If you're excited to tell people you're a guy because you were viewed, you know, if you're excited to tell people you're a ring because you were viewed as sunglasses for so long, you know, you're excited to show people your new ring. But if you've had the same ring, you know, if you've had the same accessory for your entire life and it's not going to change and you know it's not going to change, then why are you so impressed by it? Like, yes, take pride in your identity. But I don't think that you should be so forceful about it. I think that it's stupid. <laughs> I think that it makes no sense because you're just, you're making up 
things that just aren't <laughs> this is so this is so scrambled this is so fucking scrambled oh my god what i'm trying to say is that gender is accessories we put that we put it on um if society have had never put words to gender there wouldn't really be much of a difference between um differentiation for biological sex um and the whole argument of like well you know uh assigned female people assigned female people um you know they're weaker or whatever naturally first of all that's bullshit um it's pretty bullshit um i think that a lot of that is um just patterns that we have created <laughs> i think that if you know, however many thousands of years ago, if you had given somebody assigned female at birth the same job that you are giving an assigned male at birth, they probably could have done it, and they probably could have kept keep doing it, kept doing it, and it wouldn't have really made much of a difference because we can all build muscle, we can all do, we're all capable of anything we want to be capable of, pretty much, other than like certain. There's very little that. If you set your mind to it that you're not capable of, like, there are certain things that, you know, you obviously, you're never going to be capable of that. But there's so much that you're capable of and you're putting yourself in such a box. And not even necessarily with gender, you're putting yourself in a box with everything. Like, social media is a box. Fucking school is a box. Picking a major for college is a box. Um... Which I didn't even think about tangenting about this because I just, like, I don't know. It stresses me out. But um, now that we're talking about this stuff, um, man, society, how we view education is so stressful. Um, and I'm sure a bunch of other young people can relate to this. I know they can. I've heard them talk about it. I think it's a pretty universal experience to feel stuck with the education system, especially in the United States. I live in the United States. And it's very, very, very tough here, especially because of Common Core, which is a whole another tangent. But it's just this weird schooling system. And uh, this year I transferred to a charter school. Um, I'm a sophomore in high school. Um, and last year I went to my first year of high school. I did not go <laughs> for like half of it. I was I was always ditching. I was not doing what, you know, I probably I would I probably should not have been doing that. Not even probably I should not have been doing that. But I felt so stuck that I, I didn't care. I didn't fucking care. I didn't care because, you know, it's great to think about the future, but if you are so depressed in the present, you got to take care of yourself. And, you know, for some people that means putting your mind to it and just forcing yourself through it, but it was, that's not how it was for me. And I think that made people stressed out at me, um, just teachers, adults in my life in general. And the most frustrating part of that was like, I genuinely wanted to try. It, it was just so hard. Uh, so I transferred to a charter school. Um, it's going really well. Um, and my school, it's, um, you can earn a, you, uh, fuck it. <laughs> Not a full credit. Well, kind of. You can earn a significant amount of credit in one quarter, which is like two months, I want to say. Um, which in the American school system is very fast. Uh, you usually earn, earn a credit for, uh, you know, however long you end up taking the class. Uh, but usually, you know, you only take, electives are different. Okay, so let's say you're taking math. Let's say you're taking math the whole year. You get the credit at the end of the year after the whole 
your work. You don't get multiple credits for multiple units. Like if you're learning multiple things, you don't get credit for every individual thing. But the school I'm going to, you can take, you know, you can change classes every single quarter. Um, and, um, you know, you can earn the credit for that class in two months, which is incredible. Um, I don't think I really even comprehend how lucky I am to be able to do that because holy shit, it's incredible. It's just, it feels so lucky, um, to be able to live in a place where I can get that, but I, I kind of take it for granted and I don't really talk about that much, but I take it for granted for sure. And I'm grateful for it. Definitely. But about the, you know, stressing out about majors and education, um, I am a very artistic person. I can never work in an office job. I feel like I might have to end up doing it one day. Uh, you know, I definitely don't know what the future holds. You know, I could end up wanting to do an office job. It just depends. Um, but traditional office jobs seem very not my style. I just think very differently from most people. And I am a team player, but at the same time, I'm not. <laughs> so I need to be able to make my team as big or as small as I want. I need to be able to do that. Um, so here is my life goal. I am pretty good at photography. I'm going to say very good. I'm going to hide myself up. I'm very good at photography. I'm very good at poetry and writing. I'm also very good at planning. Um, so I want to go to school for photography. Um, and I want, cause it's very easy to self-publish books. I don't think people understand. I'm actually working on a book. That's a, that's, I'm going to talk about that at some point later, but um, I don't really want to go into it now, but I've been writing a book for, I want to say, a year and eight months. I started it, oh my god, it's been well over that. Okay, I started it right before my 14th birthday. It's been well over that. Okay, it's been well over a year and <laughs> Shit, I've been working on it for a while. Um, it's just a poetry collection. Uh, Self-publishing is a lot easier than it seems. Uh you can self-publish pretty much anything. You could self-publish just a book of pictures of your cat if you wanted to through um, KPD, not KPD. <laughs> I forgot the fucking acronym, not acronym. It might be an acronym. I don't know. Um, it's really easy to go through Amazon or any website, really. You could set up your own website. You don't even need to do, yeah, you don't need to do the printing. You don't need to ship out the books. It's like you can do it very easily. Um, yeah, I think that the internet is very great for artistic people because you can do so much, like, without needing a deal. Now you can be on your own schedule. And I'm very much on my own schedule. Like, if I was writing a book through through an organization, not organization, <laughs> a publishing company, um, it made it sound like it was a fucking charity. Uh, these publishing companies aren't charities. They're very... Um, semi-oppressive to a writer's creative skills and what they want to do but very much on my own schedule if I was working for a publishing company um which realistically I would not be doing this young with my portfolio but I would need to be I would need to have to have it done like over six months ago and I don't think I'd be mentally prepared for that um I like being able to pick it up and pick it back down but I want to go to school for photography self-published poetry why I want to go to school for photography is just, I don't know. It just feels like a good opportunity for me. I don't know. I just, I want to go. I want to meet like-minded people. It's a very like hard to, not hard to get into business, but um, it's 
very competitive. So I want to be able to know the like more business skill side of uh, being a photographer. Um, so I want to get into photography. I want to be a freelance photographer. I want to go around the world and, you know, do whatever photography people want me to do. You know, I'm good at quite a few kinds. Um, and then I want to open up a magazine of my own, which isn't too hard. It's a little bit hard. It's pricey for getting an office and all that stuff, which I want to do. Getting uh, famous people to be on it. <laughs> stuff like that. I want to get a magazine, um, Queer Run, because I think that our voices matter. Um, and I think that we don't get a lot of representation, um, at least the kind I want to see. People get really pressed about queer people saying there's not enough representation because there isn't, there isn't. It's like, we're not seeing the representation that's very diverse. We're seeing very, the same reputation, <laughs> the same, um, representation repeated over and over again and not really much different differentiation, um, which I, I don't like, I don't, I don't think most people like, um, that are in the community. So I want to have a queer run. Uh, magazine. Um, I want to talk about politics, um, and I want to talk about plus-size fashion. I want to talk about a lot of things, and, um, you know, coast. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right, <laughs> it's not the right term. Okay, I just want to, you know, do that for as long as I see fit. You know, it could become, it could just be a short little, like, run. It could be, you know, two years, or it could be, it be could become as big as Time Magazine, you know, the human brain is capable of so much so uh it's really just about how much I put myself out there stuff like that um yeah and then I I am really good at planning things um so I've been told by so many people that I should be a party planner and I don't really know if I see myself doing that but you know I'm not opposed to it so you know I don't think people realize that you can have as many side hustles as you want to have like money is it's that's a whole nother tangent <laughs> money is oh money is such an interesting concept but uh i'm gonna keep on this tangent that's gonna be for another episode probably because that doesn't seem related um you can have as many side hustles as you want you can do literally whatever the fuck you want everything is so temporary you can decide how long or how not long you want things to be temporary or lifelong you know it's incredible <laughs> it's incredible how much you can do and how much you cannot do like it, it literally doesn't matter how much you do or not do I think that people get so worked up over trying to make an impact and well yes that's great um if you don't want to do anything that's perfectly fine if you just want to work at you know a restaurant whether that be chain or a local one you know waiting or being a chef or whatever that's, that's great, you know, like, why are people mad at people for doing that, that's great, if you can be happy doing that, and that's what you find fit, and you're happy and comfortable, and you're, you know, keeping your mental health afloat, why would you get mad at somebody for doing that, because, you know, some people just don't really want to do anything that people see big, and maybe it's big to them, you have no idea, <laughs> like, society keeps being like this is what you should and shouldn't do like you know you shouldn't be an artist that you're not gonna make money money why would you be an English major like that's stupid you're throwing away a degree shut up you know let people do what they want to do um they're not harming anyone by wanting to work at a restaurant or wanting to be an artist or 
you know, wanting to not work and raise a family, you know, there are so many, so many opportunities in life. So many. And, you know, some people can't do what they want to do, you know, for whatever reason. That sucks. But it's realistic. And so you have no idea what's going on. Somebody could want to work at a fast food restaurant because they have no other option. They could want to work there because, you know, that's what it's appropriate for that time. Or they could want to work there because they just want to work there. And that's what they want to do. And that's, they don't want to pursue anything else. And that's perfectly fine. That's more than okay. I think that that is swag. Yeah, okay. That was my gender turned into <laughs> crisis about work uh, rant. Uh, I'm trying to get a job right now to save up for a car, um, but I am 15, so not a lot of places hired. Like, I can legally work, uh, technically. <laughs> you could start working legally where I live at 14, but it's technically. It's like, you can do this, but nowhere wants to hire you. So I want to get a job so I can save up for a car for my 16th birthday. I want a 2003 Toyota Corolla. They are cheap and efficient, and I want... I want one and I want to take driver's ed and I want to start driving. Um, I love public transport transit. I really do. I take it literally everywhere. It's just, um, there's some, I am a very adventurous person and there's so many places I want to go that I just can't bus to. It just doesn't make sense. Like I'm not going to bus for fucking 24 hours to get somewhere. Um, when it could take six to drive if I have the opportunity because, I don't have, like, I have time. Like, I do and don't have a lot of time as a teenager because I have, you know, responsibilities, <laughs> of course. I have parents. <laughs> parent. I have a parent. Um, but at the same time, like, I could go do something. You know, I could go to Oregon for a day or something like that if I wanted to. Um, you know, it'd be like a six hour drive, but it's not like I could bus over there. It would take like a day. <laughs> and then I, would have to go right back and it would take like two days in total to get there and back and it just it sucks <laughs> the space between places that I want to go and where I am is so unfair <laughs> okay um this is about to cap out um I'm gonna keep going but basically uh where I'm recording on which anchor thank you very much anchor for existing I think it's a great website um if you ever want to start a podcast, check out Anchor. I'm not paid to say this. I wish I was. Um, <laughs> I need money. <laughs> I don't like money, but at the same time, I need it. <laughs> um, Anchor. Uh, you can record on their website for up to 30 minutes, um, but then it cuts you off. And you can still, like, you can make an episode longer than 30 minutes, but um, it caps out at 30. And it's currently at 26, and I'm watching it go, and I'm, like, terrified because I'm, like, what if I'm in the middle of a tangent? And it just, like cuts off so <laughs> oh god why am i i could i could literally just like stop and i could start recording again um but that's not what i chose to do clearly um <laughs> okay here's the thing here's the thing i want to stop and just like start recording on another set and then just you know put it on top of each other and then it's fine um but i'm I'm so superstitious about numbers I'm afraid of. So I have unlucky numbers, right? So it's currently like at 27 minutes um, and it's about to, it's like at 27 at 30 seconds or whatever. Uh, and 27, seven and a couple other numbers, but mostly 27 and seven for me. Um, 
have always just been terrifying for me because I've had so many bad things happen on the 7th of every month and the 27th of every month. Um, so it's terrifying. It's like, oh God, like I know that nothing is going to happen if I don't just wait for 28 minutes, but it happens every single time. Oh my God. It's at 28 minutes. Okay. Be right back. Okay. I'm right back. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My next tangent. Okay. Here's my next tangent, which is similar to gender. It's about sexuality. Um, it's a sort of similar analogy. Not really. Uh, but I guess it's similar. It's similar, not similar. It, it does not need much nuance. Uh, bus. Uh, <laughs> see, see, okay, so I have my notes, right? Because um, I know what I want to talk about. Uh, like, I don't want a script. I feel like that's, I just don't want a script. I've talked about, I talked about that earlier. I just don't like scripted podcasts. Did I talk about that earlier? I have no idea. I have such a short span of memory. Um, so I don't know if I talked about that, but I just don't like scripted podcasts. So, um, but you know, my favorite podcast could be scripted. Uh, fucking Curtis Connor, uh, a very, really good scripted. Uh, you broke my heart. <laughs> I've been deceived. He's never going to listen to this, whatever. I've been deceived. Um, but I wrote notes and I'm just going to like talk about it however I want to talk about it um, at that moment. So my only two notes is gender accessories, which was the tangent, tangent, the tangent I did earlier. Um, and the next tangent is called bus sexuality. <laughs> it is not what it sounds like. Um, not sexually attracted to buses. And even if I was, I'm a minor. So I'm not going to like go in depth about sexuality, obviously. Um, you know, also I'm a minor. I'm not going to talk about sex. <laughs> I'll talk about sexual health maybe, but not sex. Um, bus sexuality. It is another tangent that I gave to my sibling, similar to gender when we were talking about sexuality, because we were just talking about, you know, how straight people and old people and, you know, other people too, but like mostly that's the demographic of people that force labels upon people. Um, bus sexuality. So sexuality is a bus, right? You're on the bus, you get on the bus, you know, you're like, do, 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 this is a great bus ride. You know, I'm doing good. I like this bus. It's comfortable. The temperature is good. You know, it's not a cold bus, not an overheated bus. It's not too many people in it. It's great. I love it. And then you get to your stop and you get off at the stop and, you know, um, oh, notification on my phone. Sorry. So you get off, you get on, you're on the bus Then you see your stop and you're like, great, this is my stop. Um, and you had planned to just get back on the same bus after this stop, you know, wherever you're going to go the next, the next place. You're just planning to go on the same bus and that seems appropriate. Um, but then you decide that you want to go somewhere else, not where you planned. So you have to take a different bus and imagine that somebody came up to you and yelled at you and was like, no, that is not the bus that you were supposed to be taking. You plan to be on this bus. So you need to stay on this bus. You're not allowed to go to any other bus. You're not allowed to get off on the wrong stop. You have to be on this bus on the bus's time frame, and you have to live by bus schedule. <laughs> that's stupid. A stranger would not come up to you and do that because that's none of their fucking business. But, you know, people want you to be straight. People, you know, or if you come out as gay, they want you to stay gay. Um, but sexuality changes. Sexuality is infinite. 
<laughs> infinite. There's so many sexualities, you know? And I don't think it's fair to ask somebody to stay on the same bus the entire time. Like, a lot of people stay on the same bus for their whole life, and it makes sense, and that's great. But um, for other people, it's not that easy. Like, uh, before I came out as trans, I identified as a lesbian. That was the wrong bus. <laughs> I took the wrong bus on accident. Google Maps was wrong. Um, <laughs> am I going to get copyrighted for saying Google Maps? <laughs> Whatever. If I do, I do. That sucks. But Google Maps was wrong. I took the wrong bus. Um, that was not the appropriate bus for where I was trying to go. And that really sucks. But it was, yeah, yeah, I just had to get on a different bus. <laughs> I was not a lesbian. <laughs> um, so then I jumped on a different, a bunch of different buses. I thought it was straight, wrong bus. Um, you know, not necessarily wrong bus. I just didn't want to be on that bus. I thought it was gay, not the right bus. I just didn't like that bus. The bus was overheated and the bus had a lot of stereotypes and the bus kind of wasn't for me. And then I, you know, I got on the bisexual bus and I was like, this is great. I love this. You know, I can like who I want to like and date who I want to date. And, you know, whatever comes along my way, you know, whoever comes along my way, no matter their gender, um, I can, I can, you know, I can stay on the bus. But then I was like, you know, I don't like this bus. This bus is so labeled. This bus feels like too much of a bus. <laughs> This bus is too big, um, too big for my, too big for my liking. Um, not the range, just the label. And then I decided I'm just going to get on a bus, um, called the queer bus, where I don't know what I am and that's okay. Whoever I like, I like them. If I don't like somebody, I don't like them. Um, but you know, it's not fair, especially as a teenager, like, Adults stop saying, you know, stop saying that teenagers don't know what they're talking about when they come out as a sexuality. You know, that's not appropriate. That's not cool. Like, most teenagers do know what they're talking about. But it's also not fair for you to be like, oh, well, you came out as that thing. So you can't just come out three more times, four more times, five more times, however many times somebody comes out as a different thing. You know, bus bus, bus time frames changes. You, you want to go to different places. You want to see different sites. That sounded oddly sexual. That's not what I meant. <laughs> but you know, you wanna you wanna date different people, you wanna do whatever you wanna do, and adults get on different buses, but I think that we're forced and pressured to just stay on on the on the hypothetical or the metaphorical bus track. Like the timetable, where you're supposed to go, when you're supposed to go how it's supposed to, like, how fast or slow the bus is supposed to go. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> somebody wants to ride a bus one day, and then they decide they don't want to ride a bus. That's okay. And if somebody decides they don't want to ride a bus at all, that's cool. You know, take a taxi, take an Uber, take a take your own car, take a bike, walk. You don't have to have, you don't have, to have a bus. You can be okay with not having a bus. You can be stressed out with not having a bus. But labels... I like buses when it comes to sexuality. You know, it's just, it exists. It's there for some people. Being on a bus is great. It feels welcoming. It feels like you have a place. It feels like you finally found something that you needed for so, so long. And it feels great. Um, but you know, it's not always going to feel like the way. Sometimes you're not going to want to be on a bus. Sometimes you're going to want to take a taxi. That's okay. 
um, sometimes you just never wanted to be on the bus in the first place, and then you get on a bus and you're like, oh, this isn't bad, this isn't good, it's just neutral. And that is so rad. I think that labels are crazy. I think it's crazy to put ourselves, put a sticker, a shipping label on ourselves and be like, ah, this is it. Because that doesn't make sense for human character development and all that stuff. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense to me. I think it's stupid. I think a lot of things are stupid. <laughs> Maybe stupid isn't the right word. I feel like that's not an appropriate word. I feel like that's kind of rude. Whatever. Um, identity. I could wrap up here. Do I want to wrap up here? That's the question. <laughs> I don't want my first episode to be super short. I feel like that's a bad idea, but it also is like 30 plus minutes by now. Um, yeah, I think I should wrap up here. I think this is a good natural place to end. Uh, that was my tangent for now. Um, so I guess this this episode, I guess I will have labels, <laughs> I guess, for some. I don't know how other episodes will go, obviously, especially if I have guests, um, which obviously socially distance, uh, distant, I found. I've actually looked up ways to have guests uh, without them being in your room, and the audio won't sound bad, um, which is amazing. I love the internet so much. Like, it, it has a lot of problems, but it's great. <laughs> so... I don't know how other episodes will end. They might be super long. They might be super short. You know, some episodes could be 10 minutes. Some could be two hours. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm just going to end wherever it feels natural. And I feel like this is a natural place to end. Um, I feel like talking about queer identity is is a very good thing. It's very... needs to be talked about more often in a less like serious way. Talk about it metaphorically. Make jokes about it. You know? Like, you know, if you want to laugh at your identity, laugh at your identity. If you think, not like, not like be ashamed of yourself. But if you want to like make jokes about your identity, that's more than okay. Nobody can force you to not be amused by it. Like, I am amused about my identity sometimes. I'm like, great. <laughs> because I'm not from the most accepting environment. Um, My mom is great. I love my mom. Shout out to her. My sibling is great. My mom's boyfriend is great. You know, but you know. The rest of my family was, you know, they're not really, it's not, it's not the best environment to be queer in. So I just laugh about that all the time. I'm like, it had to, out of all of the people that could be queer, I had to be queer. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, unfortunate, I guess. It's, it's fine. I'm more than happy being myself. I think that's the best way to be. I think that this episode was great. I think I did good. I hope so. I hope this was entertaining. I hope this wasn't super boring or super hard to understand. Um, but I wanted to talk about identity a little bit, especially because you're getting to know me and my identity. And, you know, identity isn't only sexuality, gender, you know, stuff like that. It's other things, too. You know, it's what you like. It's what you don't like, which I went on a tangent for a little bit about what I want to do, my passion. But uh, it wasn't very detailed. But, you know... I think that you should get to know me a little more, and that's just how I view gender and sexuality. Um, I might talk about it more in the future. I probably will. Yeah. No, I'm not might. I will talk about it more in the future. Um, I find being queer so exciting and interesting, um, genuinely. Uh, I think that it's very beautiful. I think that we spend so much time being ashamed of it and just trying to be, like, okay with it or make it normal, but I think it's beautiful. I think that there are a lot of problems 
in, within the community, but I think it's so beautiful. I have found so many great people and so much peace within queer communities. I do not know what I would would have done if I wouldn't have found the people I did, um, because I feel like I wouldn't be able to be so radically self-accepting about other things. Like I wouldn't be able to treat my mental health the way I do and treat other people the way I do. I think that finding the people, finding the people I have is so incredible. Um, my best friend, uh, one of them, <laughs> my best friend that lives down the street. Um, I met him like when I was discovering being trans and, uh, uh, they are also trans, also a he-they, <laughs> trans-masculine. Um, they helped me find myself so much, and I'm so, so grateful for them eternally. Um, we've talked about it so many times. We, yeah. <laughs> but being queer is beautiful. That is my biggest point. Um, being queer is okay, more than okay, however little or much you want to talk about it. And it is incredibly beautiful I think there's so many beautiful aspects of it um you know part of it is ugly the homophobia and transphobia and stuff like that you know it's hard it's really hard but I think that you get to a certain place where you just find your group you find your your little group of people that make you feel proud about it and it feels comfortable and natural and great it feels incredible I'm so glad Part of it is also probably that I live in Seattle, uh, <laughs> place where I live. Reveal, I live in Seattle, and it's it's more way more accepted here than when I where I was born. I was born in Indiana, but yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is where the natural place to end is. Like five minutes ago, okay. I love all of you who are listening very much. Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. This is the first of hopefully many. I might record more tonight. I don't know, I don't think that people understand that, like, some people just record, like, five podcast episodes all at once and just release them as if they're weekly, because, like, you know, ideas strike you out of the blue, and sometimes you just want to go for it, um, so I'm just gonna go for it whenever I feel like it, I'm gonna try to post weekly, though, um, so that, that was my beautiful tangent about identity, and hopefully next week I will have a more better idea of how I want to like go into things um I also am I play guitar I'm not going to go on a tangent about that but I play guitar and I want to write an intro song and hopefully that will be in next week and then maybe I'll edit it into the first episode that I'll go in and edit it back in and then republish it I don't know we'll figure it out (laughs) thank you so much for listening have an incredible night or day or whatever um follow the podcast on instagram at aggravated knees um and follow my personal Instagram. It's Gargoyle Knees. And yeah, have a great day or night or morning or whatever time. You could be listening on no time. Have a good... Yeah, <laughs> have a good. <laughs> okay, bye guys. Thank you so, so much. Okay.